Why are Broncos running back Jaleel McLaughlin and Cardinals wide receiver Michael Wilson the latest rookies you should add to your fantasy football team? It's time to break it down right here as we look at waivers ahead of week five, only on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL betting and fantasy for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. Yes, we are Locked On Fantasy Football together here on the show, the destination to make you the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day today we're going to get into the waiver wire in a moment i do have to tell you this episode is uh, brought to you here by fanduel sportsbook official sportsbook of locked on make every moment more right now that's at fanduel check it out there and uh, we're also brought to you by the game time app create an account and use the program locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed now michelle before we dive into the waiver wire we are going to get into players we drop here now, we saw a player on Monday night that I think a lot of you are going to drop, and we're going to recommend it maybe here as well in our last segment. But a little teaser for that, Daniel Jones just looked terrible. We thought he was going to rebound. We just wanted to make the excuse, oh, the Cowboys 49ers matchups were hard. The Cardinals were easy. He gets the Seahawks just utter disappointment, and they look terrible, and they're playing the Dolphins this week as double-digit underdogs. Yeah, they get the Dolphins and the Bills over the next two weeks. And I just don't expect this Giants offense to do much of anything. I don't want to put it all on Daniel Jones. He like he's getting pressured within 0.1 seconds. Like the pressure yeah. that's coming on him isn't really for caused by him holding onto the ball too long or anything like that. He just literally has no time. But that doesn't really matter for fantasy football, whose fault it is. He's scored three touchdowns all this year, and they all came in the second half of that Cardinals game. The Giants overall, it just besides that second half of the Cardinals game, the rest of the year, they have scored 14 total points as a team. Like Daniel Jones is not playable until they fix their offensive woos. However, they're going to do that. Maybe Brian Dable can fix it, but who knows? Yeah, he's got a first fix that tablet he threw when he saw Daniel Jones <laughs> on the bench after he threw a bad interception in that game against the Seahawks. So we'll move on and we'll talk about the players we actually do like this week and then we'll see if you should drop Daniel Jones and some other players. We'll get into those players in our final segment here. Now let's uh, start at quarterback this week. A lot of you are looking for some bye week replacements. The main guys that are off this week are Justin Herbert and Deshaun Watson. So might be looking for someone that you can pick up to play for one week. Maybe you want to have a streaming strategy going forward. Well, two guys that are still very much available here. CJ Stroud is only 39% owned. They get the Falcons this week, which is actually a pretty good matchup. The Falcons are good against the run. Stroud is sharp passing all over the field. So, Look, he's been good no matter what the matchup 
it doesn't matter that his offensive line is pretty much depleted here. He's just delivering as a pocket passer, very good schemed up offense here. So CJ Stroud should not be available at any league at this point, even in, a, in 10 teams where you have one quarterback. And Sam Howell, look, people have been up and down on him, depending on if you have roster space. He came through again last week after the total clunker against the Bills where he had microscopic points. Now he gets the Bears at home on Thursday night. So those are two of the better options here to stream. We also, maybe if you're really desperate, you could look at Zach Wilson. I don't know if you want to go that way. But I think if you can get Stroud or Howell, that's where I would go this week, Michelle, uh, for a fill-in or maybe some guys you can start for a few weeks. Yeah, and you're mo- like a lot of people out there are looking for a quarterback for this week. I mean, Herbert being out is huge, especially the issue is there's been so many disappointing quarterbacks with Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott and Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones and the list goes on and on that people have already started picking up guys to stream, right? Because, and it's, we're, I mean, we're only through four weeks, but so the Jordan loves and the Tua Tagovailoa's, well, I guess he was probably already drafted, but those type of guys who have had success are already picked up. So now you're really going off, you know, these guys that are still out there. And CJ Stroud, like you said, he should not be out there. He's a great play. And I do think for this week, Sam Howell, yeah, he's always frisky. But, you know, 21 points in week two, 20 points in week four, obviously just got destroyed by the Bills in week three. But I I think he's a good play against the Bears. Russell Wilson got it done. Sam Howell can get it done. Yeah, I also like that uh, he can run and get it done that way as well. Terry McLaurin's on fire right now in this offense, so that's really good to see that he's not getting John Dobson going the way we thought and we saw in the preseason, but he's using the weapons he has to put up some numbers. Curtis Samuel being involved all of a sudden, so we'll see how it uh, plays out here, but I love the matchup against the Bears, really banged up secondary as well. Now, I feel like, Michelle, that rookies just keep falling out of trees here. We have C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, you have Devin Achan, you've got now Sam Laporta as a weekly play at tight end, Bijan, and uh, Jameer Gibbs actually is the, the, the disappointing one. But you look at all those options, now there's a couple more rookies that we have to talk about. And guys, we didn't think we're going to be talking about at any point during the season, but that's how fantasy football works you have Julio McLaughlin here he is a dynamo runner from Youngstown State he was the all-time leading rusher in college there albeit in division two but he looks special he's just a little tiny guy he's very small he's out there but he's got a lot of speed he kind of reminds me of a little guy that Sean Payton once had in Alvin Kamara but maybe a little bit smaller than that but he's got that explosiveness here so I like McLaughlin here. They haven't really used Samaje Pirine all that much, and they immediately pivoted to McLaughlin as soon as uh, Williams got hurt there. Javante with the hip injury last week against the Bears. Then Michael Wilson, show this kid, I mean, you look at him very athletic from Stanford. He goes up and catches two touchdowns last week. I think he's our second-best wide receiver already behind Hollywood Brown at this stage. I mean, they don't really have much else without DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona. So, these two guys out west, I, I think you can maybe play them this week. I mean, look at the matchups here. Jets give up a lot of speed runs here, and the Broncos can be happy about that. And look at Michael Wilson. Look, the Cardinals, you might be hurting for wide receiver three with the Buccaneers and Browns and Chargers and all these teams off this week. So, yeah, Michael Wilson might be a plug-and-play this week. What do you think about them, not only as pickups, but uh, to play this week, Michelle? 
So Jaleel McLaughlin, the reason why we're even considering picking him up right now is because the waiver wire is kind of drying out with running yeah. backs, right? A lot of a lot of running backs that were injured are coming back or on, you know, their backups are even on by or no one else has really gotten injured yet. I want to knock on wood there almost because, you know, I don't want to jinx it. And then also like you're losing a guy like Zach Moss you've been counting on because now with Jonathan Taylor back. So it's getting rough out there right now. So Jaleel McLaughlin, I mean, he only had seven carries and three receptions, but he did put up nearly 20 points on 10 touches. And he is the only Broncos running back with a touchdown this season. He had a rushing touchdown earlier in the year, a receiving touchdown in week four. So I do think if you want to roster one of these Broncos backs, it's him, especially now that Javante Williams is dealing with a hip injury. Against the Jets, I'm not thrilled to play him, but I do think you should pick him up and just see if his usage increases uh, moving forward. And then Michael Wilson, I, I think, is a great pickup. I mean, he's a third-round rookie, and the Cardinals started to use him last week. We'll see if that usage stands, but seven receptions, 76 yards, two touchdowns. So, yeah, he's definitely a guy, if you're desperate, you can plug and play this week. But also, I want to bring up a guy who's – much less exciting, right? The opposite of a rookie in my, Michael Wilson. It's ba Bengals wide receiver, Tyler Boyd. He <laughs> might be available. He might be a plug and play for one week with T Higgins out. It's a nice matchup. They get the Seahawks or the Cardinals Cardinals first and the Seahawks after that. Sure. I mean, uh, Tyler Boyd's like a even more bo boring Josh Palmer, right? Like the same players. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, you look at this, it's very interesting to me. Uh, you have a 98% availability for those rookies. And Tyler Boyd, this surprised me that 40% of fantasy managers have Tyler Boyd on their roster. I mean, I was like shocked because I, he wasn't even ranked close to anything that I would want to think about drafting. And look, he was a good receiver, remember? He was pretty fantasy viable as wide receiver three. But then uh, T. Higgins was drafted. And then Jamar Chase was drafted. He had some good usage of slot, but then Joe Burrow had been thrown to tight ends. And this is another underrated storyline is that Irv Smith Jr. has been out. So I think Joe Burrow likes to have that guy in the middle of the field that's good. And he had C.J. Ozama and Hayden Hurst. They weren't great, but they were guys that could catch passes there in the middle of the field. So I think the Bengals have to go back to basics if they're going to win games. Short to intermediate stuff. Run the ball with Joe Mixon. The Cardinals are bad run defense, they also can be exploited in the middle of the field. So go after just the simple stuff this week. If you can't throw it downfield, your quarterback is hurt, he's still smart enough to get it to a guy that can cause some matchup problems, especially inside. So Tyler Boyd may be inspired playing in Arizona. He's a pit guy. Larry Fitzgerald was there and kind of followed him. Larry Fitzgerald, I think, helped him a lot at Pitt. So maybe a little bit of inspiration in this matchup that he could uh, do something here. But, again, they're going to have to throw to him quite a bit because if there's no Higgins and they can't push the ball downfield, he's a guy that is running routes in the middle. And uh, the Cardinals, again, not very good in covering the slot. Yeah, so I, I think he's a viable one-week pickup. But, again, I'm yeah, not excited week. to I'm play I'm trying to sell him harder, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamison Williams is also another wide receiver you can consider picking up. Uh, some people who, you know, have an IR spot where you're able to put suspended people, he'll be yeah. rostered there. But otherwise, he's probably available. He still has two more weeks where he'll be on a suspension, so he won't be back to week seven. But I do think he has a lot of high upside when he comes back, not only just because of the talent. I mean, he was a first-round drafted player for a reason but also because the role he'll be playing has been successful right with guys that 
are not nearly as talented as Jamie uh, Jamison Williams. So you have Khalif Raymond having good games, Josh Reynolds having good games, DJ Chark last year having good games. They want that role. Like they like that yeah. role and they want a good guy in the role. It's just they kept keep not having Jamison Williams. So I do think he's in a great spot if he can come back, stay healthy, um, yeah. and just not get in any trouble. That'd be great. Yeah, he's a high upside stash. I mean, that's what he is. I mean, Tyler Boyd is a short-term, low upside player, but if you're looking for upside, your team is pretty good at wide receiver, and you don't need immediate help there. I think you look at Jameson Williams again. He's got still pretty good ownership at 24%, but I think he's still available in most leagues. Now, at tight end, I know you're going to like one of these recommendations. I don't think you're going to like the other one because of why we have to even think about it. But Jake Ferguson, look, I, I don't get that Dak Prescott can't get it to any wide receivers not named C.D. Lamb. I don't know why that's been a struggle the past few years. It doesn't matter what offense he's running in. You lost Dalton Schultz, so he goes to the next man, Jake Ferguson. He's got the team lead in receptions and really high leverage usage last week. Got the equal seven targets to see Lamb a couple weeks ago. So, look, I want the Cowboys not to make Jer- Jake Ferguson a thing because it would actually make their offense a little bit more dynamic. But Dak cannot quit the tight end. So I love this. And, again, if he's still out there, again, the tight end landscape is so bad. you got to make sure that he's uh, managed even in uh, 10-team leagues, I think. And Jonu Smith, this is yet another underrated thing why Kyle Pitts is bad. Jonu Maybe it's the last name. Arthur Smith can't quit him from uh, Tennessee. This can't happen. Like, he has to get Jonah Smith the ball in situations, and Desmond Ritter has to throw to him instead of Drake London, instead of Kyle Pitts. So maybe this is building up to trading Kyle Pitts. Falcons might be moving him, hopefully. That would be great. And then just let Jonah loose here. But, again, you can't ignore a player almost as a 100-yard receiving tight end given how bad tight end is. Yeah, I'm not excited about Johnu Smith, but he, I mean, if you have Kyle Pitts, he's better than yeah. him. So, yeah. I mean, in fantasy, but Jake Ferguson, yeah. he's the he's a tight end eight in fantasy points this season, yeah. and he's doing this while having really tough matchups for tight ends, plus really bad game scripts in most of his games. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys have been killing teams besides the one game, so it's not even like a heavy passing game script. They are really tough matchups for tight. I mean, just tough defenses, right? Um, against the Jets and the Patriots, at least. And then he has the 49ers coming up. So three hard games in his first five. But after that, his schedule really opens up. So I really like picking up Jake Ferguson and maybe not playing him this week against the 49ers. You can if you need to. But seven targets in three of the four games, that's great volume for a tight end. Yeah, I think it's very funny to me because what did we do before the season? Okay, so Brandon Cooks is in this situation. He goes from the Texans to the Cowboys. Okay, he's going to be the number two guy behind CeeDee Lamb. And what happens is Jake Ferguson is still that guy, the new Dalton Schultz. And then we go to Dalton Schultz. And what are they doing with the Texans? They're still throwing to wide receivers. They're not going to the tight end. So it's like they switch roles here, Dalton Schultz and Cooks and all these things that happen. So it's very strange to me that this is how it played out. But – this is why, again, you pay attention a little bit to the nature of these offenses. The 49ers style of offense throws a lot to the wide receivers and involves two guys. And you saw Cowboys still thrown to the tight end, maybe even more so with Mike McCarthy calling play. So good uh, call on these guys where, look, Ferguson over Cooks and these uh, Texans receivers over uh, Dalton Schultz at this point. So good stuff there. And uh, Michelle, uh, we will talk about a few more options on the waiver wire in our next segment. 
Yeah, we'll we'll get to another possible uh, streaming quarterback this week, which is another one hard to stomach. It's not named Zach Wilson. Don't worry. We're not going to tell you to start him. Uh, But first, let's talk about the Game Time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone and you never have to dig through your email. Snag the st- tickets without the stress with game time. I've used this app many, many, many times and I will tell you there is no stress and it's uh, I just love using this app and I always go to it whenever I need tickets to a game. How to use the app? You download the game time app, create an account and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, you just create an account after downloading the game time app and redeem code Locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, hear me out on this one, Vinny. I have one more quarterback that you can possibly play this week, and it's Joshua Dobbs of the Arizona Cardinals. I I never thought those words were going to come out of my mouth to start the season. But over the last three weeks, 25 points, 17 points against the hard Cowboys defense, and then 23.4 points against the 49ers defense last week. This week, he gets the Bengals. Not the best matchup ever, but I think easier than either the Cowboys or the 49ers. Would you ever stomach putting Josh Dobbs into your lineup? Well, Michelle, I I hate to tell people out there this, but he's actually been the better fantasy quarterback that will be on the field in Arizona and that he's been better than Dak Prescott. He's been better than Daniel Jones and he's played both these quarterbacks head to head also. So it's very interesting. But what I like about Josh Dobbs is he's a little bit better than like the Taylor Heineke type, right? Who kind of is in command, right? He, you look, he, you're just very impressed. He, he's very put together. He's very intelligent he knows this offense because he was in Cleveland. So he has very good familiarity with what they're trying to do with all these weapons. And the Bengals can give it up to the tight end. We've seen that. It's not like their secondary is a shutdown secondary by any means. Dobbs can run and take off and give you some numbers that way. So what hurts here is <laughs> I have the Bengals put up some points so we can have a back and forth affair. And it's yeah. not like you're grinding and doing all that. So I thought, okay, there's going to be some garbage points available, right? Opposite Joe Burrow. Now we just have to hope that they come naturally because it's a really tight spread here and they they go back and forth. So, yeah, I mean, they do have Wilson. They've got uh, good looks downfield to Hollywood Brown. So in Ertz and Trey McBride. So this passing game is actually not as bad as we think. And again, Dobbs, really, if you look at, if you just remove, the name, right? And you said blind look at the stats. You say, oh, even this guy's viable in fantasy. And sometimes we don't do that as well. And we just write off some guys. Oh, he's Josh Dobbs. We're not going to play him. But I think we're just hurting ourselves when we don't do that. So I really like that shot by you. Uh, now I'm going to give you a question before you get into some more wide receivers. Would you start Josh Dobbs this week if you were desperate? Or would you start Zach Wilson in Denver? 
I would start Josh Dobbs. Uh, Dobbs yep, has the rushing good. ability too. The Cardinals only scored 16 points last week and he scored 23.4 fantasy points. So it's not even like yeah. he has to put up a bunch of touchdowns. So I'm definitely going go. Dobbs over Zach Wilson. Cool. All right. I, th- I thought that was going to be your answer, but I was, uh, I wanted to put it there on the tee for you. So wide receivers, uh, Quentin Johnson is not playing this week. So we'll see if his role expands after the buys uh, only got 39% ownership there. But one guy you've been talking about a lot here, I think you can definitely look at Johnson. We'll see if his role expands with uh, Josh Palmer. But Rasheed Rice, I really want to play Rasheed Rice this week. I don't know if I can do it. It's a great matchup. The Vikings have allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers. In theory, somebody should be a viable fantasy football receiver. But you have Kadarius Tony making plays, Marcus Valdez Cantling, Sky Moore pops up for two plays a game. You have Justin Watson leading the team in wide receiver snaps. I don't know what to do, Michelle. I want to play Rasheed Rice based on the matchup, and he has Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. But in theory, he should be better. I don't know. Would you roll the dice if you're struggling with uh, maybe don't have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, these Chargers receivers, would you put them out there? I would. I would. This would be, I mean, it's more of a dart throw. Don't get me wrong. It's not any, yeah. you know, it's not an easy guy to plug in, but his snaps have gone up. So each of the last two weeks, he's been on the field a lot more than the first two weeks. And last week I said to stash him because I didn't want to play him last week. He was going up against the jets. That's a terrible matchup for wide receivers. You don't want to play your wide receivers against them unless, you know, they're one of the top guys, but he still saw five targets. You know, nobody in that offense was really getting it going at all. I do think against the Vikings, he could get it going. And then after that, he gets the Broncos, the chargers, the Broncos again, and the dolphins. Like, this is a great stretch for him to break out in his rookie season. And this is kind of when we start seeing rookies start to break out. So I really like Rice moving forward. I think like, I wanted to put him as a priority pickup. I would much rather pick him up than Tyler Boyd, unless they yeah. really, really just desperately needed a win this week and needed safe points. But yeah, I think Rice is one of my favorite like must pickups this week. Yeah, good call on that. And hopefully his role will expand and they'll just figure out how to get one viable wide receiver. We had one last year for the most part in Juju Smith-Schuster. That's all we're asking for one. Somebody stand out to give us something beyond uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco here. Now, Marvin Mims, Michelle, I don't like NFL reporting as much now. Someone said, okay, he's going to have an expanded role against the Bears. Now, he's still getting the same number of snaps. We're seeing the annoying Brandon Johnson score in key situations here he's cutting in just enough to like jerry judy's work i mean Cortland sudden is somewhat consistent here with his usage but look it's a tough matchup you talked about the jets secondary i think marvin mims i don't know if i would play him in this particular week maybe as wide receiver three in deeper leagues but yeah i think his role is going to expand and i also think jerry judy might be on the trading block so something to look at there if that happens then i think you're golden with mims here in a few weeks this is the thing with Marvin Mims. It's hard to stash him right now be- without his snaps. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He only played 17 snaps again in week four. I mean, after the report that came out that said he was going to play more after what he's done over his first three weeks, he deserved more playing time. The issue, though, is the schedule. It's the Jets, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Chiefs, a bye week in the Bills. With 17 snaps, that's not cutting it against these guys. Like yeah. you can't possibly play him and expect like these big plays to happen against these defenses. 
So, he, I mean, if someone gets traded or hurt, fine. But that's what you're basically waiting for if you roster Marvin Mims right now. And then another guy that's barely owned is uh, the rookie wide receiver from the Colts, Josh Downs. The only reason I would consider playing him is, A, he's getting a ton of snaps. Uh, he's on the field quite often. And he gets the Titans this week. So he did have 12 targets in week three with Gardner Minshew. That went down to only three targets in week four. It's the, very much a dart throw and saying he gets a good matchup. He's on the field and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, deeper leagues, he's okay to add. I mean, I think I've gone hot and cold with Josh down. Should I pick him up? Should I not? I don't know. And I want to see his role expand. In theory, he should be more involved than Alec Pierce and the tight ends, but they're spreading the ball out a lot. I mean, you have a big game by Anthony Richardson last week against the Rams and Michael Pittman does nothing. So uh, I just want them to be a little bit more streamlined with their passing game with the rookie. So we'll see how that uh, plays out for him uh, going forward. Again, a lot of rookies just being available. I mean, we're talking about Rice and Downs. We're talking about McLaughlin and Wilson. There's just so many rookies, I think more so than usual, having contributions here. Now, in our final segment, we'll talk about guys, more veteran types that you just want to drop. Get those bad mojo points off your roster. So we'll talk about them in our final segment here on Locked On Fantasy Football. Before we do that, I need to tell you that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets. Very easy, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action the app is so easy to use. I really like it. There's a wide range of betting options that you can choose from, including player props, spreads, over-unders, a lot more than that. So check it out. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season here. The next quarter here, so we're into the second quarter, so get into it now. Good time. If you've uh, sat out the first quarter, time to go and make a play on FanDuel. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com there and get in on the action now. All right, Michelle, it is time to close the show, and we're going to do some dropping dropping like they're cold. That's what we're going to call this, I guess. I'm, we can workshop that. But these are some guys that I just want off my roster. Make some room. There's bye weeks. We need to fill some more spots here. And we're going to get aggressive maybe here and uh, drop some guys. Now, Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones have not been good fantasy football quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson has a shoulder injury going into the bye now. I think depending on the size of your league, you can drop these guys, especially, I think, Danny Dimes, you can drop him like a dime into a slot machine and just say goodbye to Daniel Jones. I don't think you're going to get much value from him. I mean, Dak, maybe think twice about, but I think you would not die if you got rid of any of these guys. Yeah, with Dak, it's like he's the quarterback 22 in the season. He's not helping you at all, and also he gets the 49ers this week. Like You don't want to play him in that matchup. So it's going to be hard to hold him with buys happening and, you know, you're going to have to make waiver moves. So if you have to drop him, I think it's okay. Daniel Jones, like you brought up, drop him. I mean, dude, like I said, three touchdowns in one half and zero the rest of the year. So bye-bye, Daniel Jones. Deshaun Watson, I think, would be super, super hard to hold on to because the bye week, and then he also gets the 49ers in week six. That's two weeks. You would just have to have Watson on your bench for what? I mean – He's not, he doesn't really offer much upside. He's had some okay games, but 
quarterback 13 on the season, really no reason to hold that on your bench for two more weeks there. And then moving on to running backs, I think there's a, you know, there's probably a good chunk of guys that you can consider moving on from, but I think the two with the bigger names and you can get nerve, you know, you can get nervous to drop those two big names. It's Javante Williams, Broncos running back, especially now that he's dealing with an injury, but he never scores points. He just, he really doesn't. Um, he hasn't scored even 10 PPR points in any of the one, two, three, four, five, six, in any of his last seven games. So he doesn't get much work. He doesn't score points. I'm just drop him. And then Delvin cook this year. He's not being used. He's not good. The Jets offense is good. Drop him. I don't care what his name is. Drop him. Yeah. And what's happened. Isn't it strange that Javante Williams and, Reese Hall, we were worried about their knees, and now we're worried about their usage, <laughs> and yeah. now the injury. So it's so bad. Like, you thought, okay, this is great. Two more running backs in play. We've been really disappointed. Although I do like Reese Hall this week. We'll talk about that tomorrow. That I do like that play. And look, that's why. Because Dalvin Cook is terrible. He should be off the field. Stop giving him touches inside the five-yard line jets. He's so bad. Just get him off your team. I don't know why they signed him. I'm just very confused by that. And I, I don't know why you would add him to your fantasy football team at this point. So, yeah, get them out of here, especially with Williams and the injury. We talked about Rasheed Rice, but that means we like Rasheed Rice. we got to fade Sky Moore. I think it's over for Sky Moore right now in this particular style of offense where they're spraying the ball. So I think you can dump Sky Moore. And I hate to say this, Michelle, we both like this guy some reason, the commanders don't like this guy. I don't get it. And he admitted last week that they don't like to use him in the red zone. Why would you draft a first-round receiver such as Jahan Dotson not to use him in the red zone? This is just blowing my mind right now. But it looks like Sam Howell doesn't like him either. I know he scored, but uh, I do, if you're struggling there in the shallow league, I think you have to dump him. Yeah, I think the issue is, I mean, he had nine targets last week, right? Yeah. The issue is the way he's being used. He's not being used deep down the field for whatever reason in this Eric Bieniemy offense. Uh, I, I don't think you must drop Jahan Dotson, but I did put, I, I put him on here because you can drop him, right? I do think he's playable against the Bears if you're really struggling for guys to plug in. He could, like I said, nine targets last week. If he gets nine targets against the Bears, he should have a pretty good game, like for real. So, yeah. But if you need to drop him, I don't think it's going to be terrible. And with Sky Moore, there's zero reason to roster him. I know in week two, he put up 16 points, but it was due to one broken defensive play at the end of the game. That's it. That's where they came from. The rest of the games, 0.4 points, not even a single point, eight points and 1.9 points. And these are in full PPR leagues, like drop Sky Moore. And then I know you don't want to hear it, but guys, it's, Stop. You got to drop Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Stop. Because if you have him, you're going to want to keep playing him. Drop him to the waiver wire. Someone's going to see his shiny name. And want, or I mean, you could try to trade him. But if you can't trade him for anything, drop him to the waivers. And someone's going to see his name, pick him up. And they can start losing games with him in their lineup. I mean, it's been um, seven games that he has scored uh, eight or fewer points with scoring under five points in almost all of those. He's had two receptions in five of those seven games, three receptions in another one and five in the other. Like he doesn't do anything. He's not used. Who cares about the name? Take off the name. And it's someone that does absolutely nothing for fantasy. Yeah, there's only two ways this gets better. Kyle Pitts is no longer a Falcon, or Desmond Ritter is no longer the starting quarterback for the Falcons, or maybe Arthur Smith is no longer the coach. I don't, I don't know. Maybe the, both of those things need – maybe all three need to happen here for him to do something. Yeah, 
look, in theory, he's been good. He's very hard to drop because, again, you invested in middle tier pick for him at tight end. I mean, Dallas Goddard actually has been worse, which is really says something about how bad Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard have been. So it's been dead zone, but yeah, I, I think if you need that space and we've given you so many other tight end options that you can consider right now, then you go that direction. I think you're just holding on, hoping for that big game. Like I've tried to say it's not happened partly because they like Jonah Smith as well. This is also concerning development. So yeah, I think hey, we have to move on in there. Go and with Goddard, I think you yeah. can, like Goddard is one of those that we have at least seen him have really good yeah. games over the last couple of seasons, right? We haven't yeah. seen that out of Kyle Pitts. And I, I think if Goddard, I don't know, it, you can stop playing him. I would probably still want to keep him in my bench because yeah. if one of A.J. Brown or Smith go down, Goddard yeah. would be great again. It's just I don't know what's going on with his usage. And then one last tight end, you can feel free to drop. You're not risking anything. Pat Fryermuth of the Steelers. Yeah. A, he's injured. He's been injured a lot this year, but he's going to miss a little bit of time at least. Kenny Pickett's hurt. The Steelers offense is straight garbage. Yeah. Like you can move on from Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. I like Patty F if he had a little bit of help, but it's, it's brutal. And yeah, I hope he gets healthier, but uh, yeah, this whole Steelers offense is uh, going to the tank in a hurry. And again, we might need some changes there. Real fundamental changes before we can go there. Now we will close. Uh, these are not uh, things that you want to drop here, but the teams that you could target that should be available here to play defensively. And our three streamers that you can look at, this, these are really good picks. I think the Texans, I mean, the Falcons offense falling apart with Desmond Ritter, the Texans defense looking good. They dominated the Steelers last week. I know it wasn't a great offense, but neither is the Falcons beyond the running game. So if the Texans can force the Falcons to throw they're going to be in good shape here in this matchup. And then the commanders, of course, easy. And they have a good schedule coming up, Michelle. They do get the Falcons after the Bears and and the Giants, I think, on the schedule as well. So the commanders are in great shape here. If you want to look for a streamer that you don't have to drop right away, you can play for three weeks. And then finally the Lions, I mean, the Panthers. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think Bryce Young is not we need Andy Dalton back. We need Andy Dalton back, but I don't know if they're going to make that move. And, uh, yeah, it's a uh, Lions defense. Fantastic. That offensive line stinks. You'll see Aiden Hutchinson rack up some sacks this week. Yep. Uh, so those are three great streaming defenses for the week. And we just gave you some guys you can drop in order to pick them up if you need to, or I guess you're not going to roster two defenses mostly, but um, yeah, I hope this, this helped you some guys you can pick up some guys you can drop. And if you have any other questions, hit us up on X or Twitter. Yeah. However, yeah, we would give out our personal numbers, but then you text us all the time. <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> there's that as well. But we will have more advice and help for you tomorrow. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. It is a fun time of the week, especially for Michelle. She likes the running backs and quarterbacks. I like the wide receivers a little bit more, but we like them all. So we're going to help you there, look at our rankings, compare, contrast, give you the plays that we really like this week. So we'll do that here tomorrow for you on the show, and then yeah, we'll have the wide receiver and tight end rankings, then close with DFS, price picks, picks. So it's, we're just getting started here as we flip the script to week five. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.